a lot of y'all asked, how can you help support the Backyard Gardens podcast? Well, we have been busy and we have created a t-shirt line just for the gardener. To visit our shop, go to the link in the show notes and check out the t-shirts and other goodies we have. Now, these are super special t-shirts designed just for the gardener. So enjoy. Thank you for supporting the Backyard Gardens podcast. And we'll see you guys after the harvest. As much as we hate to admit it, we have made a bunch of mistakes in our garden. And today we're going to tell you all the mistakes, all of them, every single mistake that we ever made in our gardens. Well, maybe just a portion of them, but stay tuned right here to the Backyard Gardens podcast, the mistake version. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the backyard gardener, and Batavia, the front yard gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening as we learn to grow and grow for change. All right, Batavia, it's time for you to go out and take your dirty underwear and your dirty socks and put all your dirty laundry out on the line for everybody to see. So, That's what this episode's all about. I'm going to need the children to cover their ears. So oh. if anyone's been listening, you know I've been out of socks for a while. And I'm just going to say, are you making an assumption that I still have on underwear? I don't I, know. You know. That was last year. That was the pandemic, okay? <laughs> We're coming out of the pandemic now, so everybody put your undies on. There's a there was a shortage on underwear last year, so I had to make do. <laughs> well, there was a uh, true true story here. Um, <laughs> when <laughs> when David went back to school last year, we literally had to fight to get him to wear underwear because <laughs> he got so used to not wearing it. And my wife, she, you know, she does the laundry. She won't let me do the laundry. And uh, she goes... I've been playing a game for the past three months, and the record for both of you combined for a week of laundry is two pairs of underwear total. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, it's pandemic. She thought it was funny, but now we're all back to normal mm-hmm. wearing underwear and socks. Well, I'm not wearing socks now because it's getting warm. Mm-hmm. But um, enough of the potty discussion. Yeah. So um, before we get started, I just want to ask everybody if you could please leave us a review, a comment. Um, check us out on our YouTube, Backyard Gardens, or our Instagrams. Um, all the links are below, and we have t-shirts available, so help support the podcast Are you ready for our comment and a slight discussion? Let's get ready to rumble! I don't know. If, I mean, there's not really a fight here, but... Nope. This is this is all good news. Mm-hmm. There's no garden <laughs> so, therapy. I'm not crying. I'm just going to get out here, tell you where I've F'd it up, you know, tell you if I continue to F it up (laughs) or if I've learned, right? Well, we're going to start with this listener comment to kind of set the stage for us and kind of put you into the space, too. Okay. Because I'm amped, man. I'm leaning in. I know you are. I know you are. And because you got a little chill last night. so You know, listen, Um, I'm just saying I am very I try to be very transparent. So I actually look forward to an episode where we can talk about, you know, things that didn't quite go our way. Oh, yeah. There's there's learning to be had. I do it every single day. But get to the listener. Here we go. Listener comment today. Um, hi, my name is Brooke, and I absolutely adore you guys and your podcast. Well, thank you, Brooke. So sweet of you. Thanks, Brooke. Thank, thank you for being surreal. It's my favorite thing. I am at 8,000 feet. That's where I live, 8,000 feet. Mm-hmm. And we don't really actually have a last frost date. It could freeze or snow any night of the year. You can't grow tomatoes or basil without a greenhouse, but the cold season crops love it here. And I sow all the brassicas uh, direct in March, and they still get snowed on for months and are very happy Mm -hmm. and couldn't care less. It's actually snowing today. I built a lean-to greenhouse for my porch, so that's where everything else lives right now. Thank you guys for making me smile every day. Well, first of all, Brooke, it is our pleasure to make you and everybody else smile if that is even possible. Especially if you don't ever have a last frost date. I mean, damn. So, first of all, 
And this is what I said to her. So you're the person on the back of the directions of the cooking that says above elevation, Mm -hmm. use this temperature. So first of all, that's good. But um, she sent pictures of her garden. Okay. And if you want to scroll down, you can see them. But I gave you you before I look at the pictures. I don't normally say this, but. Brooke, you're my favorite listener. Just, you know, sorry. I'm just, you know, listen, sometimes we have to make choices in our lives. And here we are. (laughs) Well, and just to kind of state it even more, she goes on to say that she's grown in many climates from zone 10 in Florida, which in South Southern California to North Georgia. And uh, she met little old men in overalls with huge gardens. (laughs) And one man actually had a mule that plowed his rows with. You know, so, sometimes it's not the words. It's like literally the, the pictures are like uh, I'm teary eyed. Like, yeah. Oh, it's so and, beautiful. And so as she goes on and says, um, she's big into preserving mm-hmm. and it's a challenge to do it where she is. But they have. um, We have a battle axe lady who leads our high altitude garden in Colorado group. Uh-huh. Uh, she laughs in your face if you ever refer to what is used to grow wherever you came from. Boo so, for her. She's absolutely not my favorite gardener. That, <laughs> yeah, that the, group the battle leader. axe. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's cool because, you know, somebody who's, I mean, dude, think about if you can grow anything anytime mm-hmm. in Florida and then you go all the way there and you yeah. might never get above freezing. Yeah. But you know what? In all fairness, that's a part of the challenge that you and I talk about offline, right? Like, so mm-hmm. we're fortunate enough to have people listen across the U S and other countries. And I mean, these zones, these climates, these areas are very different for some of us. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad that we're able to entertain and or help. Um, minimally, I'm glad she sent pictures. Yeah. No, she sent a bunch of pictures yeah, and they're at, awesome. I would love to share them all, but, you know, I don't want to share family pictures and stuff like that. But, I mean, there's piles of harvest in the pictures where they are, you know, working through the harvest and doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just a testament to how much gardens touch people's soul yeah. and how important they are to where it's like, I might never get a freeze, but I'm a plant no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna find something to plant. And they do that. It's, it's in, awesome. um, just one more note for me. It's impressive. Um, kind of gardeners resolve, right. You know, mm-hmm. so I give you a hard time all the time but to come from zone x to zone you know y where you are now you know was it massachusetts you were in you know mm-hmm. and now in north carolina i mean those are different worlds from guard for gardening so mm-hmm. and i mean brooke is clearly taking her garden road and, and, and family on the road, right? So to be able to say, all right, I'm still into gardening. I'm going to make the adjustment because it truly is an adjustment. So bravo to you, you both. Anyone else now out I there would, that's doing that? I would say that I would have to have a heated greenhouse if I lived at 8,000 feet. Brick's still my favorite though, but kudos to you guys if you're doing it. This, I mean, these are weekly favorites. It's not a forever favorite, just so we're clear. I'm going to say you're cheating on a bunch of people right now because you've had a bunch of favorites. Yeah, no, it's weekly. This is, this and is today's. And I thought I was your favorite, so we'll have this conversation offline. You're my favorite um, podcast, buddy. Well, that's bullshit. You only have one. It, that, it was an easy decision. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's cool, man. You know, thank you so much for sending that in. Thank you for the nice comments. But, um, you know seriously thank you for showing us that you know even though batavia cries that she's still getting chilly weather and that i'm gonna get tomatoes in june and she's upset about it that's heresy yeah the amount that i mean the impact the ability for you to change my mood in a matter of seconds I was just leaning in and like, yeah, so of course there's some pictures that I'd consider private where we won't share like pictures of like to the, the audience right. or kids or anything, but there's some other good pictures in there, but I appreciate her sharing them with us. Cause it's really nice to be able to see just a glimpse inside of their world. Um, yeah, man, it looks like a lifestyle. All right. Yeah. All right. So we good. Yeah. We're going to move on from happy to, to sad. Yeah. And I just want to reiterate that I am going to get, a tomato in May. Yeah, I heard you. 
Mm-hmm. I know. I just want to say it again mm-hmm. because I'm actually pretty happy about it. So mm-hmm. you just let me have my moment. I'm in. I'm. I'll, I'm happy I'll, for you. Along. Uh-huh. Along with my zucchini, because a little bastard, I beat him. Mm-hmm. It's it was earlier, right? Him. That was the the goal to plant it earlier. I planted that bitch early, so at least yeah. I get one. Now I have to keep him at bay. But hey, this is the first step in the war. Yeah, the first battle yeah. of the war. Well, listen, um, I, I really want to be supportive, but if you're going <laughs> to talk about this in every comment, if you're going to say it in every episode, like at some point, this is going to run its course. So I'm still on the, I'm proud of you. Great job. You know, June is right around the corner. You're going to get tomatoes for June. There's a bail. All right. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, ma'am. No, no, no need to be sorry. Be sorry the next time you mention it and when I'm over it. <laughs> no. So I saw that... Um, and seriously, though, I saw your post with all of your seedlings and they are looking mighty strong, though. Listen, I appreciate it. I appreciate you because um, without this podcast, I would I wouldn't have been obedient around fertilizing. Um, so that's I'm going to go back to that's the reason why those tomato seedlings look as strong as they do. There's some that are at varying sizes. There's a whole story around that. Maybe I'll tell it in our May or our June update, which is coming up next week. Um, but they're looking good. And. And there, that may be the only kind of um, nightshade that I have in my garden. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> well, you know, and seriously, though, you know, I know I've kind of been giving you a hard time about my tomatoes, but I got my tomato seedlings really big before I put mm-hmm, them in. Like mm-hmm. I just kept potting them up, potting yeah. them up, kind of like yours are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it took no time for them to take off because mm-hmm. usually it is mid-June before I even start thinking about a tomato. Yeah. And this year I'm way ahead, and that's just, I mean, I mean, I fertilized and I went hard this year on them. Yeah. So um, I think you're going to be in the same boat. You're going to be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I'm hoping so. And how so. many pl- plants is it right now? So we were talking about mistakes, yeah. No, how many plants? No, I heard your, I heard your question. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh, okay. <laughs> We're going to move right along. I, you, I mean, yeah. there are a bunch. I think it's like 13 or 14 varieties. Um, okay, hold I, on. Let's let's go to our break and then we'll come back because I just got the evil eye. <laughs> and uh, we'll, uh, we'll continue the conversation. Sounds good. Since you're listening to this, then something tells me you like to cook. Hey, y'all. Miss Gardner and I have been busy whipping up some food in the backyard kitchen. Check us out as we grow some of our ingredients. But most importantly, we just try to get the recipe right. Available now on YouTube at Backyard Gardens. Remember, if you grow it, we will cook it or can it. So that went right over my head like a rocket ship. <laughs> you know how you're like, there's no, uh, there's no dead air in podcast world. I yeah. own that dead air. <laughs> I need you, you to did. pick up on it so we can move on. Because um, I was like, what? But anyways, <clears throat> all right. So we've made mistakes. We've done things. Um, you know, everybody starts somewhere. And even as you progress and get farther on, we still get things wrong. Mm-hmm. So, um, what have you done? What have you just like totally screwed up in your garden? Um, I think I'll start with um, planting things out of season. And that's really broad, right? You know, so just because I have garden space, the idea of putting, you know, we talk about this a lot, putting lettuce in the garden in July. There's not a lot, a lot of lettuce that survives, you know, starting in July. Um, so yeah. really not doing the research to say, um, just because it's in a store, just because I could start it, you know, does it really, I mean, even on the back of the package, it's giving you some, some, some nudging, like, you know, some of them say April through May and, you know, August through September here I'm in July. Like, I mean, it's almost August. It was just, you know, May a little while ago. Yeah. Um, and so that's wasting space in my garden. Cause I'm kind of, you know, putting aside, all right, that's where I'm going to grow that lettuce as an example. Um, energy, water, right. Um, so yeah, I think it's just not being, um, not researching what should grow when. And I think there's a little bit, I mean, you could, there's a little bit of give there, but there's some things that it's just, you know, it's not reasonable to try in certain areas at certain times. No, you know, I did the lettuce thing too, because as, as most people, I believe they enjoy eating a good salad mm-hmm. in the summertime mm-hmm. and I mean, the fact of the matter is, honestly, we shouldn't be eating salad in the summertime, but I never put two and two together. 
Yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make no. sense for me. And it's maybe it's just again, it's the way that we've kind of cultivated things. Like salad isn't warm, right? You know, meaning like it doesn't make me feel warm and fuzzy. It's something that's light is the way that it's kind of been positioned, you know. Um mm-hmm. and so absolutely do want it in the summer, you know, like a a big salad and a margarita like that's the way well, maybe that's probably not the way to go <laughs> yeah and that's not the way to go you know on a rooftop bar yeah um so yeah but i have done some heat tolerant versions last year and i think i ended up planting them like in june and they made it a while but nothing like what we have in the spring or the fall you know so i have some heat tolerant versions that i have planted as well mm-hmm. so we will see this is the first year i'm really playing with heat tolerant yeah So, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes, Mm -hmm. but no, that's I think that's very common and I think it's important, you know, and that's why we talk so much about, or first of all, that's why I practice seasonal eating. Mm -hmm. And second of all, that's why we talk about seasonal gardening too. I mean, is that a worm or a term seasonal gardening? Bill just indicated it is coined it. (laughs) So, okay. Well, I mean, I, I'm not going to be much help on this one because I've never made a mistake. So, you know. Oh, don't worry. I can fill up the next hour for us. It's all good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, um, you know, my big thing in I, when I first started was overcrowding. Mm -hmm. That was my very, and I'm talking about like way overcrowding. Yeah. So, um, it was hard for me to visualize when I put a seedling in the ground that it's going to grow to be four feet tall and three feet wide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, you know, tomatoes is a big one. I remember one year that everything grew so dense that I did not actually get any production because everything was stressed so hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and then I've done that with uh, beans. Actually, I still do it with beans and peas <laughs> still. So this year I'm doing a little bit extra spacing. Anything that trellises, I seem to pack in pretty hard. Yeah, I am. Um, I I've made that mistake year over year over year over year. You know, yeah. so that's I think it's something we're all going to always struggle with. But I remember in the beginning, I would go like the year that I finally caught on, mm-hmm. I had to end up taking half of my plants out of the garden in wow. order to, for them to work. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I know that um, we, we kind of, you know, we talk about this a bit. There, is, there are guidelines. Like I know there are other guidelines of packaging, you know, um, square foot gardening works in yep. a lot of cases, not all, right? You know, I, I believe in a lot of the recommendations, not all of them. Um, I think pictures are real good source for you. Pictures of other people's gardens, but really pictures of your own because we get very hopeful in our gardens. And again, I've made this mistake year over year. If you look back at pictures last year, you can see the plant when it's thriving and how big it is. And that can help guide you in. No, you you actually shouldn't be putting two plants in that space. Now, yeah. the other side of it, though, is sometimes I do try to push the envelope. Right. Sometimes I do intentionally try to plant things, you know, kind of uh, I wouldn't call it over planting, but close together. Um, but. I'm always trying to manage disappointment. So, (laughs) you know, you want to balance, you know, do you want to go ahead and do that garden experiment and potentially face some disappointment, you know, or follow along with the package says. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's hard when you're putting a seed in the ground Mm -hmm. to put one seed every two feet, Mm -hmm. you know, because at that moment you're like, what the hell? There's nothing, in, you know, I'm not, I don't have anything in my garden. And then when it all blooms, you're like, oh, I got it, you know? Yeah. Well, you so know, my, that's least, a hard one. my least favorite is um, when they say start off with planting every, you know, every foot. Let's say right. every foot. Then they say come back in and thin. So it's, you know... No, actually, it's the reverse. Start, plant them every six inches, but then thin them so they're a uh, foot apart. Once they start right. growing and you know, I'm not trying to do that kind of work, you know, <laughs> I did that this year with carrots. Mm-hmm. I, um, I went through and, you know, I, I went out there and I laid down on the ground <laughs> and I went through cause you know, I planted a couple hundred carrots mm-hmm. and I just snip, snip, mm-hmm. snip. But I will say, cause last year I had issues, um, 
where you know, there's a lot of places like you plant them every two inches apart, yeah. three inches apart, yeah. you know, and uh, that's not the case. You can't do that yeah. because you want your carrots to get some size. Yeah. So I had to space them out a little bit and um, it's just, you, you know, thinning sucks. And it doesn't really hurt my my heart to thin things. I don't care about that. The it seeds are sucks. so small too, so it's not as easy yeah. to plant them um, specifically. No, it hurts my heart and I know you know it hurts my heart. Um, I mm-hmm. just, it's so funny because if I drop a seed like, you know, on the table <clears> or something, I don't spend a whole lot of time looking for it. You know, but if I have a yeah. seed that's been planted and it's germinated, I feel like that it's so wasteful to throw it away. So anytime I actually do commit to thinning, I am replanting. And even if those things don't make it, I feel like I've done my best to give them a chance. Right. <laughs> but that's, again, work that I really don't want to do. Well, and, you know, I did a, I just did a video. It should be out right now about, um, you know, trimming pepper plants. Mm-hmm. I saw it. And. Yeah. Another, it's another one. Oh, okay. Um, and I was pulling out one of the pot, one of the my seedlings that I started. And I had three plants growing out of mm-hmm. it, and I just pulled out my scissors and snipped off fairly good sized plants off of it. And I thought to myself, "You're a cold hearted bastard. You just <laughs> cut that off and didn't even think twice." But I, the reason why is because I know that when I do that, that plant will actually survive and do better. And it does make a big difference. And I think that's the, the key to it is knowing what it will do. And then it makes it a lot easier to do those things. There's a certain level of confidence that you have as a gardener for that. I am um, pretty almost with all plants. There are one or two like indoor plants where I'm like, you know, a renegade with it. You know, I don't think twice yeah. about it. You know, um, there are a couple where it's like, oh, you know, I found one today that I've been looking for for more than a year. I already have one, but I really, really love it. And I've been looking for it for more than a year. And so since I haven't been able to find it, I've been very like, you know, I've babied it. It's like, all right, I really should be, you know, pruning this. But no, don't, you know, don't take any chances. But everything else, I'm generally like, okay, because houseplants are a little bit different. You basically have all of that year. There's a growing season for them, but you have all of that year for me and for many others when it comes to the garden and vegetables in particular. I mean, there's a small window here, right? Even if you look at the particular season, there's a small window for summer. There's a small window for fall. There's a small window for spring. So I always have that feeling of you got one shot at it, you know, which isn't necessarily true. Uh oh. Uh oh. Excuse me. There we go. There Mm -hmm. we go. Bless you. Bless me. Thank you. All right. So, oh, I'm up next. Um, not it's regarding container gardening so not um not really planning for proper watering right so i am i won't say big into container gardening gardening but i enjoy it um and there's always there's like the secret challenge of what's the smallest container you can plant in it's like look at this pea cup and i have a whole you know watermelon plant in here right right um and but realizing that that takes effort to make sure that all of those things are watered properly um and it's something i continue to kind of fine tune to make sure you aren't just rinsing out all the nutrition you know in those pots yeah um it becomes a real chore depending on the pot size you're using uh, depending on what you're growing inside of it um i've never and i've i've grown food in containers for a number of years i've never seen an earthworm inside of a container I'm sure it. Well, they, I'm sure it happens. You know. Yeah. I'm sure a bird is like, all right, I got two two worms for snacks and drops one. You know. But um, I, I say that to say like there are things that aren't necessarily natural when it comes to growing food in the ground in a container compared to in the ground, right? So you have to kind of uh, compensate for that, and you put all of that together. And sometimes um, it sounds great at the beginning of the season, but midway the season, I'm just kind of like. All right, enough already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, it's almost like that your eyes are bigger than your stomach kind of thing. Yeah, I've maxed out my containers for um, flowers and stuff this mm-hmm. year. I realized I had to put a limit on it. And I said, these are the pots I have. This is it. No more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, but I would like to do bigger pots because like here, the watering is a real issue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. The only balance or challenge I have with bigger pots are obviously space but then it's i have a couple of tricks but it's the amount of soil that you need to add to that pot 
for it to really benefit you from, you know, a watering perspective. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, for me, it's, I need the biggest pots you can get, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, so, and the further south, it's even more, but I still, I use small pots like an idiot. So I'll be watering every day. Yeah, man. (laughs) Every day. Because some of them are, you you know, I know this isn't your thing, but some of them are so so cute. I just, you know, from a decorative perspective, I enjoy them. Yeah. Yeah. I got a, I got I got one like that. I hate it though, but it's so small. I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll use it. <laughs> so, <clears throat> no, that's a, you know I think that's a common mistake too. Um, you want me to tell you my next one? Yeah, let's go for it. It's it's pretty bad. No. Uh, uh, when I first had my uh, my first garden, I was under the impression that no bug needed to be in the garden. So I went ham on anything that moved other than, you know, I mean, worms and bees and stuff, uh-huh. you know, but anything that you just didn't know what it was, uh-huh. I went after and I went after it hard. Like, you know, <laughs> the first year, that's what I did. So there was, there was, I mean, I, I was successful. I had no bugs. <laughs> I had no damage. I had food, mm-hmm. but it was, you know, it wore me out. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, and I've grown a lot since then. And now I'm the total opposite. I don't do anything until I see damage. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm so. the same way, but it's out of me being lazy versus, you yeah. know, um, me being a conscious gardener. Yeah. That's actually, um, I've seen that because I'm in various garden groups, you know, um, some of them just for kind of browsing, some of them for, in, you know, engaging. And there is daily across groups a picture of what is this what do i do you know and there's there's a theme behind it that kind of says is it good is it bad right which i can appreciate um but generally there's the whole you know i need to get this stuff out of it like you know this is disgusting um and we've talked about this before there are a lot of good insects and bugs and things uh, way more good yeah than bad um so I, i think that is a good tip that kind of combats that mistake but you got to be diligent in making sure that you're doing that garden walk that you're going to observe if there's damage so that's the issue you can't see that thing you're like oh i'm gonna leave it and then you come back a weekend's like oh shit (laughs) yeah like so so make sure you keep an eye on things yeah i mean the whole thing is and i see it a lot is you know the same thing as you is it good is it bad and i think you know look Let's be straight up. Bugs are icky. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not really scared of bugs, but I don't want them to jump on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I, I mean? I don't like, like the fast ones, yeah. Yeah, I don't want anything to jump on me, so it doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it is a very common theme to see, and it's like, I got to get rid of it. What do I do? What do I do? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Like, total panic, freak out. And the thing is, is the the bugs are going to be there. Mm-hmm. You're you're creating an ecosystem inside of your garden. You know, there's going to be thriving insects and beneficials and bads and all these other things, predators and all that. So, you know, <clears throat> just think. I would say just relax when it comes to the bugs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because was, don't be like me. When I first started, just go out there and just start spraying. <laughs> I mean, you know, I might as well have had a gas mask on. I was out there handling <laughs> business. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's just, it is. And if you, and look, please, people, you are welcome to send a picture and ask a question about a bug. But please get a damn clear picture of it. Full bodied, <laughs> clear, not mm-hmm. blurry, not with a grubby fingernail in the way or anything. Just take a picture I get a lot of pictures like that and um, just... And that's a hard one too because that's the... Well, first, observe the bug because I don't want you dropping yeah. your phone when that bug hops. Like, yeah, you know, see how it's moving around before you try to take a picture of it. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing because I, like you get... And I mean, so looking at... The bugs can look different depending on where they are mm-hmm, too. So mm-hmm. it's difficult. And if you want to get help you got to have a clear picture Mm -hmm. and we got to see a full body yeah so um and you know don't go crazy picking up bugs either because some of them bite Mm, you know like i was looking i have uh Mm -hmm. i have wheel bugs Mm -hmm. have you seen them i don't think so so they're pretty cool and there's they're a type of assassin bug so they go by and they eat all of you know not all but they eat a lot of the bad bad ones so i have aphids 
Um, I've been treating them, but then also I have ladybugs and wheel bugs. Uh huh. So they're, you know, they're, they're getting a little meal and, um, but the wheel bug bites and it hurts. Apparently uh-huh. I haven't been bitten cause I don't touch, uh-huh. you know, I practice a no touch, um, on mine, but so anyways, that's what I got. Yeah, that one, that one's a pretty interesting one. Um, I think mine, and I want to say my biggest mistake for the last one, um, for me, and this is one I know we share, I'm going to always purchase something for my garden, like something to plant, right? I hope to be, I hope there is one day where all of my vegetable plants I'm starting, um, but whether it's a vegetable plant or probably a flower, I'm going to buy something. And um, this is another, your eyes are too big for your stomach. So my mistake is loading up my car with a bunch of beautiful things and being exhausted by the time that, you know, kind of that moment comes and goes, you know, I unload the car and they're sitting on my in my hot garage or on my hot deck for days before I plant them. So that's also a not necessarily having a plan either, which I generally like kind of, you know, being, you know, a renegade of sorts around it, but it's a waste of money if you can't get those things into the ground. A lot of those things uh, flower wise are resilient. So even if they start to kind of, you know, fade a bit, if you get it in the ground, you can probably bring it back. But you know, it's just, it becomes this stressor. Like it was such joy when I was buying it. And then it turns into this thing where, you know, I'm walking in the kitchen, like shit, it's still out there. huh? I got a whole pile of plants and they look, beautiful that first day and then you start to see you know day five six seven eight nine um so a thing and i've done pretty well with this over the last couple of years um having a place in mind where you're gonna put it right making those trips to the store shorter so you really feel good about getting home and And planting them trips too yeah yeah Um, just do the multiple trips mm -hmm, call it a day mm -hmm, forget forget i know gas is high you know, I filled up this morning. Good Lord. Um, but it's going to save you some trouble um, in the longer run. Right. Hey, at least you can find gas. Oh, yeah. What are we saying? don't have gas here. Oh, well. There is none. Uh, sorry about that. But yeah, that's OK. No, it's, you know. said so last year, I think one plant died that way. Mm-hmm. And this year I am up to none. Oh, good for you. So mm-hmm. I, I'm doing good. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, it's hard mm-hmm. because it's it's so easy to buy 15, 20 plants, mm-hmm. but then you got to go home and plant 15, 20 plants, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I tried to do it in batches. Like I did my containers at once so I could like sit down and do them. Uh-huh. And then I did like this bed first and then I'd go do this bed. And now I'm at the point where I'm like filling in little pieces mm-hmm. and parts. So it's like a little bit scattered, but I'm spreading it out. Yeah. So, and I do make multiple trips and, and I am able to practice a little bit of discipline, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm making multiple trips. I may go and pick up, you know, I don't know, a pair of garden shears or something. And I do a lap around the garden center to see the flowers. Let's talk about those. Um, and I'm in my mind saying, Oh, I can put this there. Um, but I'm not ready to put it into the ground. Right. So this is, we're recording this just a little bit earlier in May and we're still getting pretty cold temps here. And so I'm looking and saying, oh, I really do want to add this to my, you know, street side flower bed, but why buy it? And then feel like I have to wait another week before I plant it. You know, if I Mm -hmm. really want it, I'll be back next week and pick it up, you know, when I feel like it's clear to plant. Um, so I do get a lot of my ideas as I kind of, you know, peruse around stores and things. And I have gotten past the point of saying I have to put it in my car because the reality is it'll be there when you get back or some other store is going to have it. You know, it's like, relax. Or you just don't get it. Yeah. You know, because there's always next year, to be quite frank, <laughs> there's going to be something that you, else you find that you love just as much that you can put it in its place. Yeah. And I mean, if you succumb to our maker and you don't get to see it, then you'll just, you know, it's fine. You, you don't know what you, if you didn't have it, you don't know what you missed. Yeah. That's not going to be like in my, my last days, the regret. You know. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get that flower. Damn. I should have got that fuchsia when I was out there and I just didn't. Oh, well, see ya. Yeah. It's, um, you know, 
I wish there was a, a statistic about how many plant deaths there are to that because mm-hmm. of that. I bet it would be very high because I know in my day, like I have killed a lot and wasted a lot yeah. of money. And there's some so. embarrassment around that, you know. I um, for me there is. I I um, I don't keep everything alive, and I took a house plant back last week to the store right a lot of stores a big box stores especially will let you return them and it was i mean he has a kid he's probably like 19 or something and so he's like and it wasn't even to try to make sure that it was you know eligible for return he was just kind of like how long have you had it and i was like listen you know like don't be out here <laughs> judging me and my ability to keep these things alive you know it was one of those itty bitty plants four years i've had yeah it. no 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 right <laughs> <laughs> sometimes that is my story no um i'm out here like listen you know i can't keep everything alive which is actually as an aside a good note everything won't thrive in your garden you know so no. there are going to be moments where there's something that just doesn't get to where you want it to get and no. it's okay that's exactly right oh man for me you know, mine was, uh, I don't know. I've got two more. I do too. Hey, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> so this one is, um, you know, it's, it goes around flowers, but it wasn't paying attention to light requirements, mm-hmm. but that also translates into fall gardens and stuff like that. Not understanding how much light you have. So those kind of two go hand in hand in my mind. Mm hmm. You mean like planting something that really, really wants shade in a sunny spot? Yeah, mm-hmm. for flowers, and then like in the same thing in this in the fall and winter, planting something and then just it being shaded too much, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just not putting it like oh, I need to put it like five feet over this way, and it would have got another two hours of sun or something. Yeah. But most most importantly, like the flowers and stuff, because I remember I wanted a bleeding heart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, as you know, they thrive in shade. Or if you don't know, don't you, know. now you do. Mm-hmm. They thrive in shade, two part shade. And um, I put it in. We had this one spot, and my wife wanted it. You know, Miss Gardner was like, "I want, I want this. I want it right here in the spot." And I said, "Okay." We went and bought it, and we put it there. But that bitch got blasted with sun yeah. almost all day, all but two day, two hours out of the day. And in New England. When it didn't get dark until almost 10 o'clock at night in the summertime. So you're talking about all day sun Mm -hmm. and it just, it struggled and struggled, never got above like a couple inches. And I didn't understand why. And then I looked at him like, oh, it needs shade, you know? And then on, on the flip side, I put strawberries in a spot. I wanted to start a strawberry patch and they were behind two big bushes and I was just like, because there was nothing there is a big gap in between the bush and the house. And I was like, this would be a perfect spot. But it got shaded all the time. So they never really grew. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I am. Um, one of my favorites are begonias. Every year. We had this conversation last yeah, year. Yeah, every year I look at them. Every year. Um, and it took until like three years ago. This is the conversation we had last year. Like three years ago, I found, found a variety that was sun loving. Right. And generally it it still would probably be more part sun than full sun. But before I found that variety, I got the regular shade begonias and was like, I love them and I'm going to plant. It's going to be a border around my garden bed and it's going to be beautiful. And baby, when I tell you (laughs) if those plants made it in a week. You know, like completely wasted money, completely wasted time. Again, not looking at or, you know, listening to whatever the tag said or whatever. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's that. That's a that's that's probably a stretch that's not worth or a, um, you know, you're trying to push the limits. It's just not worth your time. You know, there are a couple of yeah. flowers that I just don't buy because it's really hard for me to find the space that requires that could give them the shade they need. So, well, you know, I do the, I have the shade garden. Mm-hmm, so I'm trying mm-hmm. to put everything in there that's deep shade because yeah. it basically gets shade almost all day. Mm-hmm. And there is like, it gets, and I've noticed that it gets like an hour of sun in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And some of these plants are like deep shade only, no sun. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? And this kind of goes, I mean, we've had conversations yeah. about this on the podcast yeah. before, but. 
you know, and it, it's tough because, and then as you, you know, you see something, you're like, well, I want it here. You know what I mean? This is where I want it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it just, it doesn't work, yeah. you know, and I've taken things out and planted them and moved them and they've, they thrive. I mean, I took, I don't even know what it is. I need to put it out on Instagram and got, because by the way, did you see that fuck it, I'm a flower video I did? Yeah, of course I did because I love it. You love uh-huh. it? Uh-huh. Well, you know that red flower that I was asking people what it was? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorites. Did you find um, out? And I, yeah, I did. I'm going to get the name of it real quick. Um, but that's what I, I need to put it, this one out there too, so I can get a name of it, of it as well. Have you tried um, the, uh, have you found the, the Google image search that I was talking about? I think that's what this person did. Mm-hmm. I need to know. I just put out there and ask. Yeah. Uh, Rose Campion. Hmm. That sounds like a person's it name. It probably was. May have been. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the same thing. I think this is some kind of flocks, but I had it in a sunny spot because I was like, okay, it's going to get two feet high. I want it as a border, blah, blah, blah. Never grew. Never grew. I took it and stuck it in the shade garden <laughs> and it exploded. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So... Because I was like, what the hell do they know? They don't know nothing. <laughs> well, no, you, you're just, you know, ignoring it because you really want it where you really want it. You know? Well, no, I was ignorant about oh, it, too. I okay. just didn't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was a little bit of both. Yeah. All right. What you got? So my second to last is um, not recognizing a plant is invasive. Oh. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, mm. like, uh, and it's our favorite, you know, insert peppermint or spearmint, you know, seeing a plant, this is probably four years ago now, seeing a plant, you know, on the shelf and saying, oh, that looks great. I'll add it to my garden. So obviously it's, you can put it in the palm of your hand as far as the size, planting it in the middle of a garden bed or actually on the corner of a garden bed, luckily. Right. And then being so excited. So one, not realizing it's invasive, not even realizing that it actually was perennial in my area as well. So one thing about it, if it's invasive, all right, that's one thing. Maybe you have a year where you have to battle it. But since it was also perennial, it just kept coming back. And it was a joy at first, but it was like, I don't want an entire bed of mint. Oh, it was yeah. that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And um, yeah, so that that's one of those things where a quick Google search, you know, a quick, you know, interweb look would have saved me some trouble. I would have planted it someplace else. I would have put it in a yeah. container. Um, and so, well, so, you know, like for me, it was um, I didn't do it. I, you, you actually stopped me short. Mm it was morning glories oh yeah 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 you stopped me mm-hmm. before i did it mm-hmm. i was gonna do it because i was like i said let them grow and you're like no <laughs> you know so your house will be covered in morning glories yeah 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 and they're purple so hearts beautiful another too one. though that's the hard part yeah purple hearts another one i'm so oh you know i'm not and maybe it's i don't know why but uh that's actually a fave and i just can't really buy it though i see them in the stores and i've dug them up from like my uh my folks house before um and i've killed them but that's a different story and it's hard for me to actually purchase that plant well i mean all you gotta do is drop a leaf on the ground and it'll take over a whole bed (laughs) I mean, I'm serious. Like last year I was trimming because I put it in a pot Mm -hmm. and it was just taking over the pot. So I took, I was cutting it and throwing it down. And then this year I go and I'm like, shit, it's growing here. So then I went and took it up and then I went and saw all the places where it had fallen Mm -hmm. and it was just growing everywhere. So then I had to pull it out of the pot. I just had to take all the soil and it was nothing but purple heart roots. Yeah, man. It had just like totally been invasive and taken it over. So. I was just watching this video where this um, gardener was giving tips around when you, um, when someone gives you plants, like, and this is, I think, primarily flowers. So if someone offers you flowers, you know, and like etiquette, and I'm like, damn, there's etiquette. So real quick, one of her notes was, um, make sure that you understand the plant that this person's offering you. So it's a lot of times people give away 
like, you know, cuttings, you know, the roots of invasive plants because they're taking over their freaking garden. You know, are you OK with that? You know, <laughs> like because that's yeah. what's going to happen when you plant it yourself. Um, so. So, yeah, I um, that's again, that's that battle. It's like having some discipline. There's some things that I really want in my space, but it's just, it's just not worth the the struggle that I know I'm going to experience later on. Yeah, I mean, you're just going to fight it, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like my mom gave me some Mexican petunias. Mm-hmm, and um, it's funny because last fall I was on Facebook, which I hate Facebook, but that's a different story. And um, there was a lot of Mexican petunias on there mm-hmm. for sale for a dollar yeah. a plant. And I started thinking, and I was like, huh. And there was a lot of, uh, uh, what is it, red hot pokers? I don't or something know, like that yeah. or firecracker <laughs> or something and uh, there was a lot of those and so come to find so then I go to my mom and she's like yeah you want some of these Mexican petunias and they were pretty so I was like yeah I'll take a couple and as I walked around her yard I was like oh it's invasive <laughs> check all right I get it you know what I mean like so- but at the same time like I have the space where I need stuff to fill in yeah and so um, that's interesting that you say that because I have some ground cover that is meant so plants that spread is a little bit different. It's nuanced. It's a little bit different than plants that are invasive. So right. years and years ago, the street side um, flower bed, I started planting in it. And you know that initially I just wanted all of the flowers, but that's it's expensive. Right. And so right. before I got on the whole train of I'm going to plant perennials, buying a couple every year, I just felt like the space looked empty and so i'm like what can i put in here that will fill it out so i bought some ground cover which isn't the cheapest but it spreads right and the easy what did you get i don't know the name of it stay tuned we'll talk about it whenever i figure out the name of it it's two different kinds <laughs> one was green and the other was green and so no thanks yeah right and so it um it completely spreads but the thing about that is the roots are so shallow it's very easy to pluck them cut them it's like pruning a bush right um so i can let it spread as much as i want you know if one year some of my flowers die or whatever like you know let that thing go wild other years it's like no i have more to to plant um so so yeah that's that's one experience but we know what are some hostas can be uh can spread i don't know that i would consider them invasive um you split them and get rid of them pretty easy yeah daylilies are another example of daylilies are yeah they're borderline (laughs) invasive yeah i had um i put some creeping jenny out in my Mm -hmm. garden one year Mm -hmm. and um i I was like oh i'm just gonna fill it up i'll put a lot in there and it's pretty but it took over the whole thing but i was able in you know a solid afternoon to go out there and rip it up and now it's something else and it wasn't that big a deal Mm -hmm. so um you know but i've done i've definitely done things like that before so I get it. Not detrimental, but it's just a little bit more work than I ultimately would want. Well, and you got to think too, though, invasive can be very bad because what that means is it will naturalize and it will keep growing and growing and growing and take over your natural space and then go beyond your space into somebody else's space. Mm -hmm. And along that way, it's basically choking out other things that you may have planted because I mean, not not only is it invasive, it's an invasive bully. Right. right. You now it's like think about it steamrolling what else is in your garden and that's no good. Right. Hey, speaking of ground cover there real quick, you what is a good sun loving ground cover? It's the two plants that I have. Oh, the ones great. that I I don't remember <laughs> the names of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my final one is um loving my garden to death. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, you know, where you always got to trim something. You got to water it every day. You got to do this every day, every day. You don't ever just let it sit and be. That's, um, it's a, it's a hard thing to do. So I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, here's your tip of the day. If you don't want to have this problem, get a bigger damn garden so you can spread the love. So, um, but I mean, I remember I would go out there and I'm like, all right, I'm going to trim my tomato plants and then I'm going to water them and it's every day and you just end up stressing them out yeah. and you, you, you know, it suffers. So yeah, get I a, mean, uh, get a good book about gardening. If you're having this issue, get a good book, you know, don't be, I mean, go out there and look at it and all that stuff. But until it starts harvesting, man, you don't really need to be out there doing a whole, whole, whole lot, you know? I don't have a whole lot to add because I feel like you're picking on me now. <laughs> I am not picking on you. That is, 
where are you going with that sleeping bag, Batavia? Well, I, yeah. I was headed out. Like, what, what, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. No. No, it, I mean, it absolutely is. There, and there's some times of the year where I'm, I'm loving on it way too much. And there are other times that I basically need like a breather from all of that love I was getting. And then I become like, I'm a little bit absent in the garden, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. But I mean, you know, there's every day, like, there's periods where I'm going out in the garden in the evening to do something mm-hmm. to take you know at one point i had a slug infestation mm-hmm. so i had to get rid of that you know and that was just going out and hand picking and setting slug traps and all that stuff so um luckily i don't have slugs here i don't know how that's possible mm-hmm. but i haven't seen a slug yet um but you know there's so there's times like that and then there's times you know every morning i do my garden walk mm-hmm. every morning mm-hmm. i did it in the rain this morning you can check it out on my instagram yeah I'm oh by the, the way i'm log. loving what you're doing and you better still be doing it by the time this comes out your daily log i'm doing my gardener's log, log yeah. earth date every day somebody actually contacted me they're like are you are you star trek fan <laughs> so for the record no <gasps> i am not a star trek fan I am a Star Wars fan, for the record. You can be one or the other, but I like the campiness and the hokiness of the old Star Trek. That's why I use it. Or you could be neither like me, but, yep. We we need to talk about this. I need to convert you. No, there's, yeah, I'm done. Open your world to a whole new Mm -mm. slew of entertainment. Okay, thanks, though. Um, Okay. So, my last one is waiting too long to harvest. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so what you're saying, what you're saying is you started your gardening life as a seed producer. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. But then got so frustrated because it's like, I can't eat this stuff and just yank the yeah. plant. Right. Um, so I've never had that trouble with, um, tomatoes and i'm not talking about a cucumber that's gotten way too big like i'm not necessarily talking about that i'm talking about my favorite okra where it's like well shoot they aren't the size that they normally are in the store i'll wait i'll wait i'll wait and it's like oh you're growing wood pots is that what you're doing because yeah (laughs) that's what it's gonna be you know i've had that with um okra i've had it with beans like i still do it with okra and beans yeah with in with the uh, well, the original because it's a mistake because I didn't know better, like I didn't realize that I should have harvested it a week ago, right? right. Um, for beans, initially I was like, oh, I'm expecting like you harvest them when there are a bunch of them. I don't. It, I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but that was my train of thought. And you kept on waiting and waiting, and not necessarily considering like there's going to be a point where it's just not edible, you know? So yeah. Yeah, and that's you want to hear fun. Wait, that's separate and apart funny? from like not harvesting to produce more. This is just like you've basically wasted whatever that was because no one's going to want to eat it. But go ahead. Yeah. So, um, last year, Miss Gardner, she's going to kill me. <laughs> Luckily, I don't think she listens to this, but um, she fell short on the because uh, you know she does a lot of the canning. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we share, but her job is to clean the produce, put it up, and if needed, can it or freeze it. Mm-hmm. Well, the green beans are coming fast and furious, and an old girl missed a couple. And so I was naturally leaving them on the vine to kind of let her catch up. Uh-huh. And then finally I went out and I harvested, I mean, I'm talking about a bucket load, and came in and canned them. Well, they're all stringy. <laughs> So we have like eight cans of string beans of canned beans and everybody's eating. All you hear is. <laughs> all through dinner. Oh, I know that everybody's, sound. Yeah. Everybody's picking them out of their mouth. And I'm like, I'm like, y'all just keep eating. I'm like, next time you're going to can them on time, aren't you? She's like, what's this got to do with canning? I told her, she's like, I'm going to can them on time. I'm sorry. <laughs> Because now you have jars of them, right? Yeah. Jars of yeah. it. Mean, I mean, everybody's, it's terrible. Yeah. So. so that same thing happened. Luckily, I wasn't canning them. I made this like, I'll have to look back if I still have the recipe. This great recipe, it was a small batch of green beans, um, but those green beans were easily a week too old. 
And, you know, mm-hmm. they look good. They were smelling good. I put them on my plate and I'm just like, oh, no, there's strings everywhere. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And these beans, they weren't huge beans, which beans normally aren't. Green beans normally aren't. So it was I couldn't even get around the strings to enjoy the actual beans themselves. <laughs> so these are it was like maybe I could just I mean pot liquor maybe like that's all I got yeah, <laughs> yeah it's rough and then uh, the, you know the okra thing it's the same thing every year so this year my plan is every time I see an okra I'm gonna pull it mm-hmm because mm-hmm. by the time you see it it's almost too big yeah 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 I mean I, I know we've talked about this before and I know everyone doesn't love okra but you should um Sometimes two times a day isn't even enough. Yeah. You know? so, and that's another thing where it has a it has a uh, table life, if you will, like a shelf life. Like you don't have to process them right away. You don't have to eat them right away. But you don't know. It's hard to know if they're bad until you actually cut into it. You know, yeah. so I've had okra. I've gotten them off the plants and then they're sitting on my counter sitting on my counter so this is after i learned the lesson right or at least i thought yeah yeah my okra just germinated so uh we'll see but i can tell you that um when sherry was on here Mm -hmm. the okra lady and she was talking about the heavy hitter okra Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i don't want to plant the heavy hitter okra. oh the one that comes on strong yeah Yeah, i don't want that Uh i get enough okra i'm good like i don't want no heavy hitter. i want some light hitter (laughs) okra you know what i'm saying i want lightweight okra (laughs) Yeah, I um, yeah, I'd prefer lightweight okra as well. Yeah, it's rough. Oh, so there you go. What's that? I think that's eight. We, Did you guys keep track? I, I think that's eight of our mistakes collectively. And maybe you know what? I'm, I actually I got a bonus. Okay, wait, wait. <clears throat> so when I first started gardening, I was using a soaker hose system, mm-hmm. and uh, I would leave it on for three hours at a time. <gasps> oh. And they wanted water deeply. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I would water deeply and then my whole backyard would be a giant puddle. Oh, no. It was rough. Yeah. Oh. And I would do it every other day too. I would water deeply every and that shit grew. But all the water, all the water's just leaking right out of the garden. It was ridiculous. So, um, you know, I think the moral of the story here is... When you get into it, it's okay to to make mistakes. You're mm-hmm. gonna overcome them. Mm-hmm. You know, is that you? I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it's the um, it's the like the meme that you talked about. Like you learn from mistakes when things go well in your garden. Um, it's. I mean, you feel like everything is gonna go. Many people feel like everything's gonna go well, and it makes that um that failure when it comes up. It's it's a hard pill to swallow, right? Yeah. I think that I think the key is to try to bounce back from the mistake. You know, so Well, let me ask you this. Are there any of those mistakes that you still make? Yep. Um yeah. overcrowding every day yep. twice on Sundays. Yep. Um I am pretty good about most of the other ones. I'm still every now and again I may not harvest, but that that's more of the, I didn't get to it. I was pressed for time. I meant to get back yeah. to it. Not necessarily like, oh, I thought that thing was still growing and, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still, I mean, I still do. I know I've corrected a lot of mm-hmm. those mistakes, but I still overcrowd mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, I still... Um, I hell, I still love my garden to death. Sometimes, yeah, it's a good you know, note. certain parts yeah. of it. Like if something's like been struggling, then I'll I'll mess with it, mess with it, mess with it, and you know, just kind of brutal. And, but, and when um, you love on it too much, and you're messing with it, messing with it, messing with it, you actually don't even know for sure what was the resolution. Right? Like you right. try so much shit, you're kind of like, well, what? Wait, yeah. was it uh, fix number seventeen or fix number twelve? Right. right? So what, what do I do here? <laughs> so, but yeah. But look, we have come to the part mm-hmm. in the Backyard Gardens podcast where people have heard us talk about food. Now they want to know how to eat food. So, Batavia, give us the recipe of the day. One more salad before everything goes bad. <laughs> before all of your leafy <laughs> greens bolt. No, actually, this is a strawberry and kale salad. 
So we know that kale generally is a cool weather vegetable. But you didn't watch my gardener's log today, did you? I did not. Okay. <laughs> Are we going to have a visual of what I'm describing as well? No, okay. you will not. Okay, okay. But... Uh, so uh, I've actually been able to grow kale during the summer. And that was just because I didn't know that it really thrives in the spring and the fall. Um, so I hope that that's your experience as well. Or if it's not, that you're getting the last of your spring kale harvest. All right. So super duper simple. And I think that this is like maybe three kale recipes in a row or something, which I enjoy. I love because yeah, I think you don't is. love it so much. Um, all right. We're going to do simple. We're going to have a bunch of kale, a bunch. I'm going to call a bunch eight leaves. It's been said. So we're going to do kale. We're going to do um, we're going to add feta cheese to it. Um, we're going to do some almonds. So some type of additional protein uh, or some type of protein, period. Although there is some protein in kale. I know. I know. Um, take a bunch of kale, chop it up coarsely. Um, you're going to coarsely. Yeah. What is coarsely? Wait, no, wait. Are we having Kobe kale? Kobe kale. I, I think so. Do we massage it first? So <laughs> I'm not going to massage it, but just because I'm going to tell you what the uh, the dressing is going to be, and because of that, I couldn't resist. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, you can absolutely massage it. In this case, I'd probably massage it with maybe just a tinge of oil and a little bit of lemon, because you don't want to kind of um, you don't want these other flavors to kind of contradict the the the, the palate. That you're going to. Uh, so feta cheese. We're actually going to use some mint from our garden. And this is like the mint's going to be a, gar- a gar- garnish. Uh, we're going to have about, I don't know, four or five strawberries per person. Um, we're going to do, and I'm basically making this for one person, the salad, just so you know. So you could double the ingredients. Um, I'm going to make my vinaigrette with using, and I'm going to make some for later as well. So I'm going to do a half a cup of olive oil. A third cup of cider, apple cider vinegar. I'm going to do a teaspoon of honey. If you don't need honey, you can put in maple syrup. That's fine. I'm going to do about a quarter teaspoon of salt and an eighth of uh, pepper. I'm clearly reading this from a recipe I have here. (laughs) So you're going to stir that up. You can whisk it. That's going to be your vinaigrette. Place your leaves that have been chopped, previously washed, then chopped. Um, in your plate, I actually like to eat salads in plates or from plates. Um, you're going to sprinkle your feta cheese. You're going to slice up like in, um, ribbons, if you will, um, your mint. Uh, you can actually sprinkle that on top of the salad, add your strawberries, as many as you want, really. Um, if you want, you can toast these almonds. I'm, I'm not about all that fuss but it does give a different flavor oh, to it fancy yeah so put the toasted almonds or the regular raw almonds onto the salad um, and then drizzle it with the vinaigrette honey vinaigrette so think sweet we have the sweet and the dressing we have the sweet and the strawberries that's why i didn't want you to spend too much time massaging those greens because a lot of times you massage with more oil and lemon so you don't really want to take away from that flavor so yeah, that's what we got. Solid. Yeah. Solid. Um, yeah, I, you want to hear a, a weird fact about me? Sure. I'm always... I eat the greens on the strawberries. Oh, uh, okay. Is it just, I mean, is it, it just easier to, to eat the entire thing? I just pop the whole thing yeah. in my mouth. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to... It seems like something I would do, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't... If it's itty bitty small, I'll do that because it's like I'm just not going to be out here wasting my time, you know? It's like eating a strawberry salad. No, that's not what that is. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? Uh, Yeah, I'm hoping... I was looking back and I'm hoping for a better strawberry crop. I do wonder if I should have followed the recommendations of like picking all of the flowers... That first year, yeah. remember I was all like, I may not be here next year. I want my strawberries now. I didn't pick mine. Yeah, I mean, I got strawberries that year. I got strawberries last year, but um, not many. I didn't post this yet, but. Ah, there he is. That's a handful of strawberries, two handfuls. Yeah, we got four handfuls like that so far. Yeah, so. that's pretty cool. <clears throat> this is our third year with our strawberry patch. So they say it takes about three years mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, it's we're we're. 
I mean, you know, I say we're loaded down, but yeah, I get it. We're not. We're actually supposed to go strawberry picking today, so we always go strawberry picking so we can make all of our jelly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for the whole year. Yeah. So um, we go to a farm in town and do that. Yeah. So quite a lot of strawberries to make all of that jelly and jam. Four gallons, because mm-hmm. old boy likes to eat some damn <laughs> jelly. What kid doesn't like peanut butter and yeah, jelly? Yeah, I mean, especially you know, fresh. Well, you know what I mean when I say fresh, homemade yeah. uh, jelly or jam. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he actually we gave him some from a store one day. And he's like, "This tastes weird," <laughs> and we're like, "Yeah, it's." Uh, he's like, "What's different?" And I was like, "I don't know." He was like. It's not ours, Daddy. <laughs> we can't eat it. I'm like, all right, you don't have to be a snob. Like, yeah. I got you. Strawberries are probably like that's a whole nother, you know, t- our top ten. Like that is one of the worst uh, store bought uh, fruits or mm-hmm. vegetables. Like the strawberry you get from your garden, in most cases, because there is the whole, you know, how you've watered impacts it, yada yada yada. When you pick the strawberries, yada yada yada. Um, strawberries in the store generally suck well you want me to give you a tip about picking strawberries and from the store no no from your garden like how to get the best flavor so i water on the third saturday of every month that's it and when the moon is in the second quadrant of the left hemisphere of the sky that's when i (laughs) get my strawberries i just it's not Uh, it's not you it's just disappointed in myself because i fall for it it takes me 10 seconds every time to realize like i leaned in like oh okay the third saturday okay okay like i I, that's how my mind works and then i know uh, i hate being a sucker for you (laughs) you and your crap Like I'm the king, I'm the Michael Jordan of aggravation. I'll tell you, there are people that I care about in every facet of my life that do that, and I fall for it every time. It's just I, tr- I'm a truster. I trust you. I trust that you won't make a fool out of me. I trust that you're not trying to fool me. And clearly, I I'm wrong. Well, I would never make a fool out of you, but I would fool you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody, keep it real. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, Check us out on all our usual spaces. Correct your mistakes. Make them happen. Pick up a book. Read about them. Do what you got to do. And until next time, learn to grow. Grow for change. See ya. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you want to see what we're up to or just stay up to date on all the announcements regarding the show or anything gardening, then you can follow us on Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. We love seeing what you guys are doing. So use hashtag BYG podcast in your posts and we'll be sharing your gardens with the Backyard Gardens community. And check us out on YouTube at Backyard Gardens where we will post this show, all of our other shows, clips, and then also some gardening tips and just gardening entertainment. And you can see us at our website at BackyardGardensTV.com. But that's it for today's show. So help us as we learn to grow and grow for change. And until next time, we'll catch you guys later. We'll call this one a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.